0: Kia ora My name is Deb Stanfield and I'm together with Emily Cadell, social work academic from the University of Otago in Dunedin, Aotearoa. She and her colleagues, Luke Fitzmorris and Kerry Cleaver just last month, released a report based on their research, which looked at the issue of babies being removed at birth by Child Protection Services, and in New Zealand, in particular, it looked at the type of support for whānau that could prevent this from happening. So our conversation today is an opportunity for uh, us to hear Emily talk about this report and what it means for social work practice. Um, so first, I just want to give Emily a chance to say kia ora, and um, maybe if you don't mind, Emily, providing us a bit of background to the report that you and your colleagues have um, have released. Sure, sure.
1: Uh, kia ora Deb and Tina koutou katoa. Uh, um, my name's Emily, I am, uh, as Deb mentioned, at the University of Otago, and we've just been working for the last year or so um, on a little project that actually was the idea of some folks involved with the NGO and Iwi uh, Social Services Forum, um, which I'm uh, a member of, and um, there was just a particular concern coming out of that forum about a year and a half ago, around the issue of um, babies being removed, um, particularly some cases that members of that forum had been involved with, and um, I, as a as an academic, really I had since two thousand and fifteen been um, requesting numbers under Official Information Act requests from Oranga Tamariki, particularly on babies and young children uh, rates of removal, because I was um, or somewhat concerned about the uh, reforms of the sort of 2013 to 15 era, the vulnerable children's reforms and then the expert panel reforms and the effect that that may have on um, rates of removal. So it really sprung out of those two, um, uh, two things that were happening really at that time, which led to us embarking on this project. Yeah, and it's not just me, as you mentioned, it's also my my lovely colleagues, Luke and
0: Kerry, yeah. Thanks for that, Emily. Um, I want to thank you and your colleagues for doing um, this work. It's it's a really accessible report, um, and it's got some really important points for um, points of reflection for social workers and for um, for social workers across the board, but for health workers and other people who are involved with Fano, um, uh, who who are in this circumstance, and so. Um, and, and I guess I, I particularly enjoyed the collaborative nature of the research and the voices of the wahine, the women who um, who so bravely sort of came forward and, and told their stories. It's just uh, hugely valuable. Mm-hmm.
1: It was, we were, again, really fortunate because it was done in collaboration with the NGO forum when people were able to recruit who already had pre-existing relationships and we were very grateful both to them and, and the woman and their whanau themselves who bravely came forward to um,
0: talk about what what had happened for them, yeah. What, striked, what struck me first, I think, when I was going through this report was this sort of adversarial nature of the interactions that, that the whānau appeared to have with the Child Protection Services with Oranga Tamariki, um, yeah. and, and, and I guess the, the, the the lovely work that was done by the community social workers the NGO or the support workers, to act as mediators and and, and ad, really advocate well uh, for um, the Fano, and it just made me wonder about about child protection social work and whether it needs to be that way. Does it need to? Do, do we need to have? Does it need to be structured in such a way that in order to um, interact with an Northern social worker you actually need someone to mediate and advocate for you on your behalf and I guess the question the first question I have for you is do you think this needs to be the case um, that child protection social workers occupy this place that requires this kind of support from you know other professionals um, is it inevitable or is it simply a feature of how child protection has really been constructed? Um, well I think it's
1: more the latter um, although sometimes it can be the former um, and by that I mean um, we've c- pretty consistently in the last 30 years re- reduced the scope, if you like, of the of the oranga tamariki social worker to be much more focused on processes around risk assessment and um, deciding about if you know, you should go to a family group conference and the, the, the statutory part, if you like, of the role. And we've contracted out the, the other parts of what was once sort of conjoined to that role, which are the support services that have much more day-to-day um, interaction with whānau who who might be struggling for a range of reasons. So we've kind of positioned both parties in a in this particular way, which means that it is inevitable that Oranga Tamariki social workers have much less contact with whānau than than NGO workers and their their, their remit is so different. NGO workers, their their aim is to address issues around family needs and uh, family interactions, family relationships, parenting, Um, those sorts of issues that's part of their stated remit you know that's their their job if you like and we've constructed the child protection social workers job in a a different way much more around um, making those assessments Um, but also I think an important job is deciding what would be the best fit service for the for the family which is valuable and also I don't I don't by any means think that um, that precludes the ability for tamariki social workers to have a um, a productive working relationship with Fano and with the NGO workers that are also involved with the Fano. I think where it breaks down sometimes is where um, those three relationships between those three uh, are not clear or are fractured for whatever reason. Mm. And, and certainly in some places they they seem to work well. Um, for a whole range of personal and and organizational reasons and other other places they don't and that's where i think um, the role of that NGO worker who's often the person who has very in-depth and extended time periods with families come into that mediation sort of role but i think mediate um you know can be also as a word used in two different ways it can be thought of as mediating between two kind of dichotomous poles if you like but it's also um i suppose uh, can also be interpreted as a sort of translational role um, where um, sometimes what struck me, I suppose, was that whānau, woman, talking often um, that it was the NGO worker who really, um, I suppose, helped them understand Oranga Tamariki just processes and and words and, and, and um, ways of doing things that woman just did not, um, didn't understand without having that person say, oh, what they mean is this, or what they mean is that, or have you thought about, how about your approach, your oranga tamariki worker like this, because they've got all these pressures on them. So, yeah, I, I suppose that use of the term has multiple meanings as well.
0: Mm. Um, the other thing I think your report really helps with is a, a real clear articulation of the structural barriers to good practice. So we have social workers who are passionate about doing the right thing and wanting to to have the outcomes that we are all looking for. Mm. However, there are some structural barriers, of course, that prevent that. And and I think um what this what your report does is is help to articulate those so, so that social workers can understand perhaps the limitations that they face a bit more clearly you know and and also perhaps where there might be some some opportunity for there to be some change um so I guess what I learned from your report it's taking that a bit further is that um there are some things that are in control of social workers and some things that are in control of others you know mm-hmm. and maybe social workers what you suggest is that um the control or the the approach I suppose that social workers can take is, is by changing their lens or developing a new lens through which to look at the circumstances of fauna who they they are they work alongside um, and tamariki so and you mentioned in the report a poverty-informed perspective for example mm. um, and use the concept of being resource poor and understanding what the implications are of that and you also talk about rights perspective so you do offer some some ways of changing um, the way we view practice. And I wondered if you mind expanding a bit on that. Mm -hmm.
1: So there's sort of three things there. There's the institutional structures and pathways, then there's the poverty-informed practice, and then there's the rights-based practice. So if I just address those one at a time. Mm -hmm. The institutional structures um, can really limit when women get services that might be helpful to them. Um, For example, women not um, notified Either notified too late to Oranga Tamariki for Oranga Tamariki to reasonably have time to do things, or Oranga Tamariki, um, some sites not having a policy of picking up women early. Just they might have got notified early, but they might say, "Oh no, we're not going to pick that up until the woman's already seven months pregnant." And but and then if they start um, uh, intervening at that point, um, another interesting thing in the report was the 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 fact that when women are first approached, there's often um, a big emotional reaction. People are distressed, they're angry, they're upset. And if you have, again, if you don't have enough time to let those emotions cool, then you can't get to the good work that you need to do. <laughs> Whether that's assessment or therapeutic type support work. So You've got, again, you've got to get in early and there are some, some very basic things currently which mean that women are often not Um, getting notified early enough or the notifications not being picked up or the notification isn't resulting in services being offered it's just can be just assessment of risk and then the the person gets more and more defensive because they they know that that's what's happening but they're not actually getting the the issues addressed so there's that structural thing um, around the pathways how people actually get access to services in the prenatal period which is really important um, secondly, greater provision of those services, which is another structural thing. Some, in some places, there is really g- good NGOs and um, uh, so in some places, health services that are in their boots and all very early in the pregnancy. Other places, it seems very um, sparse. So ensuring that those resources are actually there. Um, what was the second thing? Oh, poverty. The, the poverty,
0: the poverty informed yeah. and in slash and rights. Yeah
1: yeah so so um recognizing that many um women who come to to notice are living in situations of poverty that are not very well addressed and that poverty has a massive um effect on people's ability to provide good um, caregiving environments for children it affects the level of stress that people are under it affects um uh how they are perceived by others as well both for sort of um uh legitimate reasons as well as perhaps less legitimate reasons. Um and attention to that to that role of poverty and the insecurity and precarity it produces, um I think is really important. And particularly where whole extended families are also um uh really at the At the wrong end of social inequalities. So people think, oh, well, I'll I'll go and I'll get the whanau involved. You know, that's what I've been told to do, I'll go and do it. But what they realise is that while the grandparents are both still working full time, Um, other family members might live far away and don't have the resources to, you know, fly in from another city, say, to help with a newborn baby um people uh, wearing working in precarious labor environments where they're working nights they're you know they, they, or just don't have resources themselves even if they want to support their pregnant um uh, family member um so so that that kind of awareness that the issues we have in our country around family poverty around lack of income around precarious work around poor housing, has a real effect on our ability to um, help women prepare for the baby that's coming and also on her social networks. Um, Yeah, so that's, I guess, where that um, poverty-informed practice comes in. Yeah. And the third thing... Human rights, the rights rights. perspective. Yeah, so um, I suppose keeping a focus on all the competing rights in that uh, these environments really helps us think about what types of resources and services are needed more clearly. It might seem a little bit of a cliche, but um I suppose keeping a focus on firstly the, the baby's rights to to um, having a, a a caring environment that they're born into and for, to be protected from harm those are those are clear rights that that should be protected. Um, the way we might go about doing that is by, you know leads you to thinking about improving or increasing the capacity of parents and the wider whānau to to provide that that loving care um and also the rights of of families themselves to parent i mean uh, we everyone um has that, has that right unless there's clear reasons to to intervene otherwise and so keeping those rights um uh focus and also we have the rights of of people with disabilities is now written into the Oranga Tamariki Act, recognising that parents who have a disability have a right to parent and be accorded the supports they would need to do so, Mm. which is the important, really important second part of that. Uh, And also the rights of Indigenous people, particularly when we have disproportionate um, Māori whānau uh, coming through our system and the intergenerational um, uh, harms that have been done in the past also makes us think Beyond the immediate person in front of us about rights, how, how do we, red, you know, red, try and redress those intergenerational rights which have clearly
0: been been breached? Mm. Your report also talks about capacity development. Um and, um, and I just just to acknowledge one colleague I spoke with who read your report really closely um and very adamantly agreed with and, and appreciated i think the findings because they aligned with her, her experience as a as a as a, um, as a social worker um remarked on you know says well maybe there are are, there are some other things there's things like good critical supervision clinical supervision for all social workers there's the caseload i guess um, numbers mm. that social workers manage things like that um i think um that in some ways there there there's there are social workers and there are practitioners managers people across the board who are really passionate and want to do this as i said earlier this this work well mm. um, but i think there's also an equal sense of exhaustion of you know so we need we need some ideas we need we need to we need to do this better how can that be you know and i wonder if um, you might just comment on where you found in this report some solutions that surprised you or where you found some hope you know that you can offer um, pass on to um, your colleagues, you know so mm-hmm. I guess that's two questions some some sense of you know what what surprised you, what you found were some 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 solutions that that you can grab onto, and maybe that's also I mean that's related to hope, isn't it? that's related to there are some ideas we can do this, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I think we can, I think we can, and I think um, there are sort of uh, at least um, at least a few ways, firstly I think um, some serious attention to um, creating greater consensus around the basis for intervention as well as the basis for service needs and there are some people already doing amazing work um, around those service needs, I'm thinking particularly of the mana whānau, um service offered in various parts of the country, which is a very intensive home-based service, having amazing uh, results. But again, you know, you mentioned the issue of resourcing, that's like, I think, you know, maybe two to three Fano per person, per worker. So that's, you know, a really high level of intensity, but it has some, makes some really amazing results. Um, the other thing, thing that really, um, was interesting to me, which I think is um, also a bit different than um, perhaps some of the other, other um, findings um, from other services was really the emphasis that people put on the, the experience of previously parenting. And from, from women's perspectives themselves, they really, um, and community workers actually talked about this, just the differences in perceptions of parenting between people who had been parents themselves and their ability to um, offer like realistic, helpful um, support, and the perception of women was that that was experienced as helpful because they'd had that experience of parenting. And I don't, I don't think it necessarily means no one can be a social worker if they haven't been a parent themselves. But people have to have some understanding of what the day-to-day life world of parenting, with with few supports, is really like. And I think for most people that comes from having been a parent themselves um, and gone through the, you know, the sort of the sleepless nights, the the physical work, the emotional labor, um, the the frustrations and the joys of actually caring for babies and young children. And I think um, that was a really interesting finding that um, is perhaps sometimes not highlighted very much that was the the sort of support that people really
0: appreciated. Okay thanks Emily I think um, it's it's hard to talk about um, all of the findings in your report in a short (laughs) podcast and so we and we can't do that and I hope that you feel as if you've had the opportunity to talk about what what was important. Um, Yeah and and I suppose you know as I said earlier the report is I I found it very accessible and really well written and just, just, you know, it spoke to me. And I, I think that, that, that it's, I mean, I would recommend that 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 people have a look at it and have a read and, and take from it what is helpful for them. But I want to thank you and your colleagues for the work that they, that you've all done um, and for your time today. And um, yeah, any last word you'd like to, any last thing you'd like to say before we?
1: End? Um. I just, maybe just that. Um... Yeah, we did aim to have it as a, a plain language report. So we do have some academic articles coming out soon, which sort of expand and extend some of these ideas. But um, this is very much our public-facing report that's accessible for, for people. And I guess the final um, thing is perhaps um, is just the role too of community community building. Um, I suppose that's another structural thing that. I thought was interesting in our findings was that um, we perhaps get tied up a lot on how to support individuals and in their, in their whanau, but where people lack social networks that they really need for support, we really need to think about supporting, creating those social networks for people who don't have them. And that's not, you can't do that through one-on-one micro practice, that's about getting back to localised, group, group-based, community building, Work that can help rebuild some of those social networks that are protective for people. Mm. I, think, I think that's the last thing I, I'll say about it. <laughs> if okay. I can't read the report,
0: it's, it's all in there. Kia ora. Mm. Kia ora, Deb. What I thought was interesting in our findings was that um, we perhaps get tied up a lot on how to support
1: individuals and in their, in their whānau, but. Where people lack social networks that they really need for support we really need to think about supporting creating those social networks for people who don't have them and that's not you can't do that through one-on-one micro practice that's about getting back to localized group group-based community building work that can help rebuild some of those social networks that are protective for people hmm. I, think, I think that's the last thing i'll say about it <laughs> okay.
0: i can't read the report it's all in there Chi ora? Mm, che ora